are you a Christian woman who is so over fake people and unrealistic expectations that are portrayed every day, everywhere we look? Do you love raw truth, even if it steps on your toes, but is being shared only to help you? Then I only have one more question. Woman, where is your confidence? Join me, Michelle Bowman, as we expose lies you may have believed about your worth and affirm your value because of who you are in Christ. Welcome to the Woman, Where Is Your Confidence podcast. My special guest today is Erica Hess. Erica is a follower of Jesus, church planting wife, and homeschooling mom of four. She and her husband, Matt, have been married for 18 years. And next month, um, well, that's when they celebrate their 18 years next month. They are childhood sweethearts and they have been living in Canada for the past nine years, planting churches on the east side of Toronto. Her passion is discipling women, especially other moms. She writes at achildshouldleadthemblog.com and prays she can help other mamas find joy in their motherhood while serving their savior. When she isn't busy with her family, church, or writing, she enjoys reading, gardening, and cooking. Welcome, Erica. Thanks, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I am so thankful you are here with us. I'm sure with moving to another country and planting churches, you have had struggles with walking in confidence. Can you share about a time when you did not walk in godly confidence and how it affected your life? Absolutely. Um, I think for me, when we first moved to Canada, one of the things that I realized is that a lot of my confidence came from familiar. Um, you know, you, you go to the grocery store and you see the same things on the shelves and you buy what you need and you're used to the price and, you know, you have family around. Most people um, grow up in the same culture as you. So, you know, I'm from the South, so most people think the same way as you. It tends to be more of a conservative type area. And so um, moving to Canada was a bit of a culture shock um, for me, except especially Toronto, big city. Um, I'm, I'm from the country. I grew up in the country on a farm. And um, also, you know, just I remember I went to the the first time I went to the grocery store, I came home crying. I came home with the one thing and I was bawling. My husband went to the grocery store for probably the first two months we were here. I couldn't find cornbread mix. Like the chicken was too expensive. Like, you know, there's just all these things that you're just not used to. And um, so, yeah, I think for me, it was just really a lot of my confidence I realized had been based in familiar and me knowing things and I was relying too much on self. And so God really just took all these little things like not knowing what to buy at the grocery store and not knowing people and not understanding cultures and being away from family to say like, you need to learn to be dependent on me and everything in life. Like you're, you're, and also I learned I'm kind of, I was kind of spoiled. Like I grew up as the only daughter in a family with boys, you know, and um, my family never wanted for anything. And, you know, we moved here and everything's so outrageously expensive. We're in a 900 square foot 
a home with, you know, three kids and, you know, with no yard and all these things that you realize when things get stripped away, you realize that a lot of your confidence and a lot of your things that you're relying on are temporal and superficial, right? And you realize that real godly confidence comes from being at rest with your savior and being completely dependent on him. Um, and so, so for me moving here, that was a really big eye opener and it took me a little while to get outside myself. Um, you know, and I think I'm still learning lessons, but, um, as hard as it was, I'm so grateful for the way that the Lord showed me that. I love that. Um, I know when we, we lived in Alaska for three and a half years and the prices of food and everything, it was just outrageous. We were, we were like, what? I mean, for two people uh, during the summer before um, the children came, but when my husband first started his permanent job there, I was like, this is crazy. This is expensive and housing is outrageous there. So I can, I can definitely relate to that. And um, just like you said, the culture, the people, Southern life, if you're a Southerner and that's what you're used to, if you're a Northerner and you're, you know, that's what you're used to. And I totally get being used to that Southern culture and, but God having a different plan and doing awesome things in you during that time. And just, I love that you were able to embrace that. This is what he wanted you to, to completely fully trust in him and not the familiar. Absolutely. And, and one more thing, just being an American in general, I think I realized that a lot of times like we're, we're so patriotic and I think that there's a confidence that, you know, you're just built, that's built into your DNA that we're, you know, we're the best country and we're people of freedom and all these kind of things. And when you come to a new culture, except Toronto is the most diverse city in the world. And, you know, you get around all these other cultures and people and you realize that, okay, some of the ways that I think or the ways that I do things, this doesn't necessarily line up with what God says in the Bible. It's just what's been ingrained in me since I was born. And so like I, the Lord had to re-network a lot of the ways that I thought about the world and about people and cultures. And, you know, it was very humbling experience, but, but I'm so grateful for it because, you know, we have over 30 nations represented in our church. And, um, you know, my kids will never know what it's not like to grow up with people that speak different languages and wear different kinds of clothings and, you know, cook different kinds of foods and come from all these backgrounds. And I think, I think it's a good thing too, because it makes you realize you have to be confident just in Jesus. Cause you're going to walk in a situation where you don't speak their language. You're going to walk into a situation where you can't identify with their background, but you just have to be confident in Christ because you can't identify with them in any other way. That's amazing. And I, I have to confess um, and be honest. Okay, so I'm 55 years old and I just learned this past year, God has done so much in me and my Americanism and letting go of it to, mm. to know that maybe not everything I've believed or have been told is, uh, it's not necessarily godly. It doesn't mean it lines up with the Bible just because, you know, being uh, patriotic uh, it can be a good thing, but it uh, can also be a bad thing if you put being patriotic before 
um, what God says, uh, you know, and I, I see a lot of that in America, like these days, you know, I see a lot of it happening and people using politics and Americanism to um, teach God. And I'm like, no, that is not what we need to be doing. You know, just wait, because there are people who are not American and they live here. And there are people all over the world that need to hear about Jesus, but not about Americanism. And I am 100%, I support the military, the United States military. So I don't want anyone to ever think that I am not patriotic when it comes to that. But putting people and politics over what God says is not right. Mm-hmm. And, but it took me this long in this past year, my eyes were open and I thank God for for doing that. I really thank God for doing that. So what is your best advice for women who struggle with insecurity? You know, I, I one of the scriptures that comes to my mind when I think about this is, um, Psalm, is Psalm 118. Um, and specifically verse 8, it tells us that it's better to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in man. And um, I think a lot of times our insecurities are based on what other people um, might think of us. And um, so I just, I like to encourage women to put their trust in God, you know, read your word, know it, repeat it to yourself often. Remember the promises of God are yes and amen. Um, They're as good as done. He promises to be our strength and our hope, our help in any given situation. Um, But also to be open and honest with another woman um, that they trust, you know, Uh, they can pray for you and encourage you. I think that we could be surprised at how being vulnerable um, can really give us confidence in life when we know that there's somebody out there who's cheering for us and praying for us and wants the best for us, you know? And, and also who can say to us some of these things that we think maybe are insecurities, you know, the, the we're told that sometimes our greatest strength can be our greatest weakness, but I think sometimes our weaknesses can be a chance for God to show his strength so they can help us through that. And then, you know, the, the other thing too is sometimes where we feel insecure they can boost us up and show us how we can be confident in that so um i think that um that's really important to just having that another woman that you trust or a group of women right who are your cheerleaders as well i totally agree godly friendships with other godly women is so crucial and during the past couple of years i have definitely built an amazing online community like really close friends who we message, we talk, you know, we video chat and we pray for each other. We know that we can just go to each other and say, Hey, I need you to do this. Or I need you to do that. I need you to pray for me or pray for this or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so whether it's online and in person, and yes, I'm totally all about getting together with women in person, but if you can't, you know, building online friendships can happen and it can definitely be a big part of your, um, life and encouragement absolutely right so what is your favorite scripture i mean you kind of answered that but what is your favorite scripture to encourage women to walk in the confidence of christ yeah so the women that um i um disciple i actually have um, a prayer that i pray for them based on colossians chapter one and so i know it's a tiny bit long but if you're okay with that i did want to read the portion um 
it's Colossians 1 verses 9 through 14. And Paul said, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives. So you may have a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have the great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Um, and so for me, it's just praying that over them and reminding them, that you have all knowledge, you have all wisdom, you have what you need for every good work, you have everything for your endurance, your patience, your joy. I mean, all these things he mentions right here in Christ Jesus because you were saved in him. And now he reminds us walk worthy of the calling, right? Because you've brought from darkness into light. And so I just like to remind them that, you know, I hope that this gives you confidence that number one, you can go to the Lord in prayer and these things anytime. It's such a great privilege that Jesus is there making intercession for us at the right hand of God. And secondly, gosh, you can remind yourself of all these beautiful things that you were brought of darkness into light and all these imperishable gifts that you have in God. What other confidence do you need than knowing that the Holy Spirit resides in you, right? Amen. Amen. That I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. All right. So since you started serving Jesus, what is your favorite way to connect with and help other women in their walk with Christ? So I, so you mentioned it in the opening and I mentioned it. Um, I, I really love discipling other women. I'm, I'm really passionate about reading, studying, meditating, memorizing, living out God's word. Um, I use a free discipleship program called Stages. Um, a, a gentleman here who works with the Canadian National Baptist Convention actually developed it when he was working with a group of Chinese students at the university. And um, he's so amazing. He has actually been approached twice by large um, publishing companies to publish it and market it. And he refused because he wants it to be free for everybody to use. So I truly admire that um, in of itself. But I've met Paul and he's such a great disciple maker. I think there's those people you know in life, you know, that will never be famous, but to you, they're like a hero. And he's kind of one of those, those guys to me. But um, in any event, I love using his stuff because one of the things that it allows women to do is I can give them a link and they can go online and they can take a little self-assessment test. And then it tells me where they define themselves spiritually, where they're at. And that's a great tool because then you can customize um, kind of a growth plan for them and start where they need to start. It also kind of tells you how they learn and grow. You know, some people are head people that take in more knowledge. Some people are kind of heart people that are really feel. And some people are kind of those doers that like to get out there. So you kind of help them create a well-rounded and balanced um, way of growing and living out their gospel. Cause it's good to know things, but you also have to have the heart behind it. It's good to feel, but you also have to do and so forth. Right. And so, um, I'm, I'm really encouraged to watch women grow and to watch them learn. Um, if I get to start somebody from the very beginning, watch them fall in love with Jesus, you know, through the word. Um, one of my favorite women that I've been walking with was a lady who started out telling me, well, you can sit down and um, start walking me through this if you want, but I'm a Buddhist. And she was very clear. She was a Buddhist. And so um, we started um, 
eight key things about Jesus through the book of John. And by the fourth lesson, she says to me, you know, I read the Bible once in high school and I don't think I gave it a fair chance. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of this stuff makes more sense than Buddhism. And I'm like, Wow. Praise God. His word is alive. It it is. It's alive and active. And so for me, that is one of my favorite ways to serve the Lord is to just sit down with women one-on-one or in a small group and just really customize these plans for them and help their eyes to open and see their growth, see them meeting goals and God changing their heart and seeing them get excited about it. Um, I love it. So uh, that's amazing, and I've never heard of this program. Um, is there, is it available for anyone that wants it, or yes. how do you get access? You can go to disciplemakingstages.com, okay. and um, yep, and anybody can access it. It has the ways for people to self-access. It has all the even once they self-assess, it tells you where to start them, and then it has all lessons pre-made on there, all kinds of tools, videos. It's amazing. That is awesome. I'm going to definitely put that link in the show notes uh, for anyone that would like to check that out because I know that there are a lot of women on here that do ministry to women and I think this would be a great tool for you to use. Okay, so can you tell us about your blog? Absolutely. So um, one of the things that got me started with this blog was um, my husband was the first pastor he took was at a, a small church in Northwest um, Mississippi. And um, I had been working with a group of women. And um, when I went in to teach Bible study every time, I was always telling stories about my kids. And they just thought they were so funny. And the Lord just really gave me ways to kind of apply motherhood, you know, to this our spiritual life as we think of God as our father, you know, and we're his children. It's so applicable. Anybody who's a mom knows this. Um, and so there was so many times that I would have a story and I would bring it up. And I, I, you know, so many of those ladies would say, you should write these down. You should tell these stories and all these sorts of things. So I did, I started just typing them out on my computer. And um, I remember once I was, sharing with a lady at the seminary. I think she was a uh, professor's wife there of some of the stories I collected because we were talking about something. And she said, have you ever thought of putting them into a book? And I said, well, I have, but I'm not, I don't even know how to go about that. And she goes, well, let me encourage you to put them in a blog first. And I was like, well, all right, maybe I'll do that. I didn't, I didn't know anything about blogging. This is like 2008, right? And so um, when we moved to Canada, I found that I told you the Lord was really working on me. I found I had some extra time and so I did I just started kind of writing them down on the blog and um, women started connecting with me and to be honest with you um, it's all God one of the things I just discovered in helping women is that those who are moms seem to struggle sometimes with feeling equipped to help their children grow in Christ and so um, I created the blog to encourage women um, to find their identity and confidence in Christ first right through growing their own relationship but secondly i also share tons of free resources to help them teach and disciple their own children um so 
that's really just my passion. I just, I share my heart and what God's teaching me, hoping that it might encourage other women. I, I have women that come on and do guest posts about things they're struggling with in motherhood or in being a Christian woman in general. And then, like I said, there's um, a lot of free resources on there um, for family Bible, for teaching your children certain topics, for praying for your children, um, all these sorts of things. I hope just to um, be an encouragement and help somebody grow in the Lord. That's awesome. Um, I love it. That I love your heart for women. And, you know, it's uh, there are women who have the gift of encouragement and you definitely have that gift. And that's my gift. I guess that's why we connect so well, because I am a born encourager. Um, So that is a child shall leave them blog.com. Correct. Yep. Okay. So if people want to connect with you on Instagram, where you, you just, you're real, you don't have like this perfect Instagram feed, you have real life, just funny things, good things, encouraging things. And I love that because there's so many Instagram profiles that make you make some of us, if we're not careful, if we compare, we're like, oh, my feed does not look anything like that. My feed's not perfect. The colors are not perfect. And, you know, I, I tried that for a little while and it was way too hard to keep up. I'm like, this is too hard. It's not who I am. I'm going to be me. People, the real people will like me and be here. The ones who don't want to be here, that's okay. God bless them. And, you know, and I love that, that your feed is real and you, you know, you just post uh, about everyday real life so where what's the name of your instagram okay my instagram is a little crazy but you can find me by searching for a child shall lead them blog it's got dashes in between the name or the underscore in between the name but i don't think there's anybody else out there that's gonna that you're gonna find that my name is erica with an a so that's obviously gonna make it unique too you're gonna be able to find me Um, And yes, you can come join my mess. It's definitely not perfect. There's no perfect colors. There's no design. I share crazy memes that relate to motherhood, pictures of my kids, um, other things that bloggers share. Um, Yes, it's it's a mess, but it's good mess because it points back to Jesus, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Okay, I'll be sure and put the link to your Instagram in the show notes also. All right. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter too. Um, if anybody has those things and doesn't have anything else, you can search the same way and it'll come up. Oh, great. Well, I just want to thank you for sharing with us. Um, I love how God connects people and I'm thankful that he, I don't even know how we connected on Instagram, but I'm thankful we did. And um, thank you for being a guest and sharing your heart. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited um, to see how God uses this podcast. And I feel the same way. I'm so excited about the beautiful ladies like you that I've met on IG. And just, I love how God has his church all over the world and his people, right? And like, we can we can automatically be friends because we're united in Christ. And I love that. Can I, can I pray real quick for your podcast before we get yes. off? Yes, yes, please. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you and thank you for today. I thank you for Michelle. I thank you for her heart for women, God. I thank you for the gifts that you've placed within her and that she's using these gifts for your glory and honor, God. So I just pray, God, for this podcast, God, that it would encourage women, God, that it would convict them, that it would teach them, that it would grow them in you, but ultimately, God, that you would get the glory for all of this. We praise you and honor you and thank you and ask these things in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, amen. And y'all, if you're new to the podcast, I'm going to warn you, I'm a crier. So yeah, she made me cry, but in a good way. So I'm just thankful for women like her and to encourage. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to encourage other women also. So I want to thank you all. And I pray you're blessed and victorious until next time. Until next time, be blessed and victorious as you hold your sword, the word of God, high, and let's slay those lies we have believed as we become the mighty women of God he has called us to be and walk in godly confidence. you for listening to the Woman Where Is Your Confidence podcast. If you were encouraged, please leave a positive five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are what help other women find this podcast. Be sure and click the follow button so you don't miss an episode. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at michellebowman07. That's michelle with one L underscore bowman. 07 or through my website at bowmanlife.net. Remember, women who get their confidence in Christ don't worry about fitting in because they have been called out for a purpose.